Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez, producing the operation as he does each and every Friday night. Julio, we sit here in the fall. Cooler air, cooler temps today. Feels more like football season. Let's be honest, September's a little bit hot. October's been hot kind of up to this point. Maybe it's just me. I, don't oh, know. I, I, guess. I like the cold weather. I'm not going to complain about it. It is what it is, but I do like cold weather. It feels Beautiful. like football to me, and we got football. Well, we got it tomorrow with the local schools, and, of course, Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs trying to get off the schneid. Good evening, Julio. How you doing, sir? Doing good. We got our uh, two guys in our brewery coming back up tonight. Stoked! It's been uh, it's been a long time since it's been we've a minute. This in, right? Been a minute. We made it work yeah. during the pandemic, though. I just go and meet people with beer, and then we talk to them on the phone. It's much different than when they were in studio before, but uh, we've been doing that for a while now. I mean, we've it's better been... than nothing, right? Yeah. Last Friday, we started a new gambling segment. Arthur De Caesar from uh, Westgate Sportsbook in Las Vegas. We get the uh, top college games locally, of course, and NFL games. I have a AFC West theme to the games uh, this weekend with Arthur. Uh, Raiders, Broncos going at it. Chiefs, of course, uh, see what direction uh, they're going to go with that in the Washington football team. That over and under is probably pretty hot in Las Vegas at this point. So we'll talk to Arthur as well. And Rocky McDonough from uh, uh, ArrowheadPride.com joins us as well. So full slate, Julio. But uh, there's a couple things here in the open. I I don't know about you, but anywhere I go, like this, if you're not going to say this guy's falling with fans, like you're not listening to him. Like, everybody's got a gripe. Whether you're at the grocery store, whether you walked in to get a hamburger somewhere, someone is complaining. Like, someone is complaining. It's almost like I don't want to see fans turn into Kansas basketball fans when you don't get to the Final Four. Sorry, Julio. But, you know, the whole the sky's falling. You won another Big 12 championship. You got 14 of those nice little bowls out there. I mean, you don't get the Final Four. We've been to back-to-back Super Bowls. And here's the thing. And it has been a theme of the week, Julio. Name me the other second-best team in the AFC. It's going to it's gonna find itself at some point. There's so many deficiencies with these other teams. Buffalo is the clear-cut team that's good on offense and defense. They had a weak schedule, but you can throw that away because they beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. They're nemesis at Arrowhead Stadium. They have clearly separated themselves. Do you realize the Chiefs' three losses all came against teams that sit at 4-1 and one right now? Chargers 4-1. and one. Ravens 4-1, and one, and they've had some weird wins as well. Like the Justin Tucker 66-yarder to beat the lowly Lions. The comeback against the Colts, which is not a great team. And it took everything they had to come back and win that game. I, 
we all knew that the Chiefs, the front end of the Chiefs' schedule was going to be tough, right? I, I didn't. I yeah. don't think we thought this was going to. The record that we have no. now was going to be their record. It's the first five. It's the Fab Five, right? If you want to call it with the schedule when it came out, I, I said well, we're going to find a lot about this team the first five weeks of the season. Have we though? Uh, I think we have. I think we. It's kind not of in a good way, right? The turnovers, the defense. I mean, it showed us some real problems with this team. Well, the, the good thing is right, we're only five games in, right? Only five. Let's, let's get the the worst out of the way now. Right, you want to be playing your best at the end of the season. And you've got 17 games, so it's going to be a challenge. There's time to write the ship. But again, there's Buffalo out there. All right, they, they're probably going to take the number one seed. But then there's a whole bunch of what else? What else in the AFC? You really worried about the Ravens? Have you not seen their schedule and see what they've done? The Chargers, four turnover rated win against the Chiefs. They have the worst run defense in the NFL right now. It's historically bad how bad the run defense is. And finally, people are starting to talk about that as they gloss Justin Herbert. Because you can make the same argument when you when people nationally are crushing Mahomes for some silly reason. They talk about the Chiefs' defense. Well, Mahomes has nothing to do with that. And Justin Herbert has nothing to do with that run defense with the Chargers. The fact the Chargers have given up the 500 yards defensively this year in a game, the Chiefs have not. Like That's a real problem for that team. And I think it'll come like the Browns could have beat them. That was a, that was a weird game where the... The Browns scored over 40 points, didn't ever turn over, and became the first team in NFL history to lose with those kind of parameters. Still they they could not stop Chubb. They could not stop Kareem Hunt. They could not stop the run. And these are things, obviously, we've seen here in Kansas City with this team. But, again, who is that all-around team? Like, who is that? We're still finding out. The Chiefs are right there in that mix. Vegas still has them as the second-best team in the AFC with, with the Super Bowl odds. But they, they've been replaced with the Buffalo Bills, as they should be. At this point, but they're now third place. But the average DVOA, here's the old DVOA word. It, it's a it's a it's a system that uses a lot of analytics, right? The five opponents so far, the Chiefs, 18.8% is their ranking, which that's good. The positive stuff is good. Put it this, put it this way. No other team is above eleven percent. And the Chiefs five opponents is eighteen point eight percent. That's a pretty big gap between the Chiefs and the rest of the people considering their schedule. Again, Three, four, and one teams on their schedule so far. It's from um, FAO uh, A. Schatz from uh, uh, Football Outsiders. Listen to this. Their average DVOA for their 12 remaining opponents, minus 1.3%, coming in 21st in the NFL, which means that's a winnable schedule. And to be honest with you, these teams, only Buffalo probably has that claim that they outright beat the Chiefs. Because despite the deficiencies, despite the Chiefs' turnovers, they were right there at the at the Ravens' 34-yard line without that fumble. Again, the turnovers killed the Chiefs. They've had 11 turnovers without a takeaway since that Baltimore game. They, they took you know two interceptions there from the Honey Badger and Lamar Jackson. They have had 11 turnovers since then. They're minus 7 in the NFL in turnover ratio. Minus 10 is the Jaguars that are sitting at 32 in the NFL, the Chiefs at 31. It's very un-Andy Reid-like. It's kind of funny because I was trying to compare this defense saying, well, if they're not going to be good, just get turnovers. Like like the 9 Saints team. Do something. Like the Saints team that won the Super Bowl, Drew good? Brees. Yeah. Well, Greg Williams was their defensive coordinator. They weren't a good defense. They're bottom third in defense. But they were third in takeaways that year. They were plus 10. <laughs> it's funny because the uh, Eagles were ahead of them. Like the Andy Reid and the Eagles, like again, Andy Reid has always been on the plus side of turnovers. We're ahead of them. But these next three opponents, very, very winnable games. 
I mean, you ought to see this uh, injury report for Washington. The whole right side of their offensive line is out. But again, we've seen this before. We've seen the Chiefs play backups on the offensive line. Remember the Ravens game? They had guys moving from left tackle to right tackle, backups playing their first time in certain positions. It didn't matter. But you know, Chris Jones is out this game. Charverius Ward, by the way, is out this game. Blake Bell's out this game, but that didn't really matter to you. But Chris Jones should matter to you. He's out for this game. I mean, look, if this defensive line doesn't do anything against an offensive line as as bad or as banged up as, as Washington, I mean, all hope is lost, man. I mean... It's a team. They're not even talking. I mean, we've had a lot of the radio hosts on from our sister state. We have two sister stations there in D.C. This is the game that they sports. need to get right. But they're not talking about this. They're talking about the whole email scandal. They're talking about. Uh, yeah, they have they have bigger problems. The Sean they Taylor. Bigger problems. The Sean Taylor, you know, Jersey retirement, which is ridiculous. Because here's the thing. Doing that is actually good. They should be doing that. And they should have planned ahead on this. They're, his little brother plays a rice. Sean Taylor's name is on with the radio station in uh, D.C. Cody and Gold have had the guy on the host of the show. He found out four days ago about this. Four days ago, they're doing it Sunday. Well, they're just they're just putting that out there to plan. get some kind of positive press. That's yeah. the only reason. Uh, Sam Cosme, the tackle I always liked in the draft uh, for for Washington, he's out. Um, Jared Norris out. Curtis Samuel's out. He really he's been, he's a great player, but he hitting in crap for Washington. He's only had four catches this season. He's always always been hurt with that growing in. Braden Scherf, starting guard at the right side. Out for them as well. Uh, as far as the Kansas City Chiefs, Anthony Hitchens questionable. Shavarius uh, Ward out. Blake Bell out, as I said. Tyree Kill, he looks like he's going to be good to go. He's questionable, but he was out of practice today and looked fine. Uh, Chris Jones out. That that one that one hurts. Again. Yep. Like they, they need Chris. Of all people they need, they need Chris Jones. Because that defensive line is bad. Chris Jones, they need Chris Jones. Not gonna Do they really him. need him though this week? Well, they don't. If the Chiefs' well, defensive say, line don't feast this week, that yeah. all hope is lost for the I, rest of the season. I, I know, man, but these are the games you feast against. That you should when you have backups. But again, they played backups before this year and they haven't done anything because we've seen this twice now uh, with the Chiefs going into games. Joe Tooney's questionable, but he put a big cast on it. This guy's tough. I mean, he hurt his hand. He played the whole game last time, Julio. I mean, he's that kind of uh, tough guy, but. Washington's got their problems as well. James Palmer, which is interesting because he's at that game. Like, it's weird that they put him at that game because usually, like, he's going to the, the, the hottest thing. Justin Herbert, they're all glossing about him, and, and they go there and they talk about those those teams and quarterback. But NFL Network sent him to the Washington football team. He gives an update just a little bit ago on NFL Network about the team the Chiefs are playing Sunday. Yeah, that's exactly right, Money. And on the offensive side of the ball for Washington, they're a little banged up. They're going to be without the right side of their offensive line. Both starters are out. Curtis Samuel is out. And then when I was watching practice on the field behind me, their top wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, and when I say top wide receiver, I mean he is targeted far and away above the rest of the cast catchers on this team, left the field after stretching and went and worked with trainers on the side. We found out after practice that they are being very cautious with a little bit of a hamstring issue with Terry McLaurin, what I am hearing is he is questionable, but my understanding is there is a very good chance he will be on the field, and that is a good sign for Taylor Heineke, who is running this offense. And what Taylor operates outside of the pocket is something that they've been very pleased with here in Washington. There's actually really not a lot of panic 
from the coaching staff when he rolls out and tries to make things happen outside the pocket. They think his decision-making there, Money, has actually been very good. But they do know, and they've talked to him about trying not to do too much on every single play. They, that's kind of how he's really wired. But they want to make sure he doesn't try to go out there and win everything on every play. But at the same time, the Chiefs are giving up big plays. They're 31st in the NFL and big plays allowed. So that's something that they can't take advantage of with Terry McLaurin healthy with the expectation right now he is going to play on Sunday. The expectation. They need Terry McLaurin. They need they need him. Their I mean, second wide receiver's out too. I mean, Curtis Samuel's out. It's one thing if the great, great Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing with that fantastic beard and great. we all owe him something from a couple years ago. But these three this three game stretch here. You know, the NFC East is the NFC least until proven otherwise. And they'll get their chance at the Cowboys later because they, to me, that's the best team in the NFL right now, the Dallas Cowboys. Because I think uh, they should have beat. I say it, but yes. I think they should have beat the uh, Buccaneers. They left seven points off the board. Yeah. You, you can't, but it's Washington. Then at Tennessee, Derrick Henry's a beast. He could do some really bad things as defense. But they're awful, too. <laughs> they're probably illegal <laughs> they're in 47 too. states, but they have no defense. But they've taken King Henry away, even when they've had a struggling run defense and forced. Ryan Tannehill to make plays, but we'll see. That is going to be interesting. But their defense again, they signed Julio Jones. He doesn't play defense, so they have they have a, a pretty deep wide receiving core. I yeah. don't understand what they're. That's all. And Bud Dupree can't save. Yeah. And then the New York Football Giants at Arrowhead Stadium. So much so that Joe Judge, their head coach, was speaking to reporters in New York about the concussion problems he had. Bottom three team. And they reminded him that he's at practice today wearing a helmet. And Judge looked surprised. The head coach of the football team and the quarterback, he didn't know. It's really bizarre. But then the Green Bay Packers, all right, good one there with Rodgers yep. and Mahomes. But, again, these next three games, to me, they, they got to have a 2-1 and one record against them because if you come out of it, that's 4-4. Four and four. They should be 3-0. and oh. three and oh, you I was going to say, 3-0, and oh, really. I mean, I feel like you're giving three, them more grace than they it's should It's not asking a ton, but I'm saying 4-4, four and four, you're not out of it. You lose all these three things, you can put a fork in you because you're done. And then we can't talk about you being the second-best team in the AFC anymore if you lose these three games. We had the text line ask if the Chiefs are a good survivor pick this week. Probably so. Probably so. That's a good bounce-back week. For I know them. Indy was more of a popular pick with fans, 31%. One with that game, a lot of fans. The most uh, popular survivor pick this week uh, nationally was the Rams. But I've used the Rams, so I couldn't use those. I use Indy, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but, yeah, these next three games is imperative. I also want to talk about another myth that's going around, something that's driving me absolutely crazy. When people are looking at this team, people want to talk about Mahomes. And my question is, why? You want to talk about Herbert. I'm going to throw some numbers at you between Mahomes and Herbert. And afterwards, you might be like, all right, all right, Mahomes better than Herbert. Next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big at Night, Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing. Hope you're uh, on your way to a high school football game, Kansas or Missouri side. Good weather, perfect football weather for some nachos, licorice ropes, Blech. maybe a Dr. Pepper, some Mountain Dew. Licorice ropes. What you don't you like five? licorice? You five. Huh? You five years old? Just any kind of licorice, man. No kind of licorice. Licorice is, is, licorice is perfect. Are you a black licorice Pain? No, I like red liquor. Okay. All right. Yeah. Red I can licorice. halfway get with that. I like red liquor. At least you didn't say black. It's a good it's a good day to discuss. Licorice is a must, man. No, no, no. You know what? 
I made a, you know, my no, cooking is terrible. I made a peanut butter sandwich. It's just a yes. peanut butter sandwich today, yes, right? Yes, it is. But I put too much damn peanut butter on it. You ever had so much peanut butter like sticks to your mouth? It's like glue. <laughs> it's like glue. It chokes you up. You can't even drink with it. Like if you have to. How do you mess up a peanut butter I, sandwich? I did. Thing? I literally did. It was, it was stuck to my what mouth and I started choking. I couldn't breathe. And I was like, what the hell, man? I can't even do this. <laughs> Stick to sports. <laughs> yeah, stick to sports. Stick bake. to sports. I don't know, man. But I can't even make a damn peanut butter sandwich right. That's how bad I am. But you know what, though? It's kind of like people, the hot take of the world. You know, Julio, the first takes of the world, the, all the talk shows, they want a hot take. They want you to sit down there, give me something good. Give me a hot take. Yeah, I'll take this quarterback over Mahomes. That seems to be the new thing. We've seen it everywhere. And I cautioned people last Sunday up to the game. Because I was here with Kramer till like 3 in the morning. In post game, I said, "Here's the deal. Anywhere you flip on the TV this week, you're going to be pissed off. You just are. They're not going to be throwing bouquets your way like they have been the last couple of years with the Chiefs. They're not because the defense is so bad, and they deserve a lot of the criticism they're getting. But the one part that I have a little bit of problem with was that was an historical offense going in that game. They still had the fewest possessions, but had the second most amount of points in the NFL." DVOA-wise, the Chiefs are still number one in offense. Again, that's not been the problem. There's been, well, some lack of paying attention at times where the ball jumps up in the air, and people say, well, Mahomes shouldn't have thrown the no-look past the Kemp. It was unnecessary. The bottom line is hit him in the hands. And if you're a quarterback and you're hitting a receiver in the hands, you got to catch it. got to catch it. And there's been two of those so far this year. So then you heard Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy freaking Johnson of the Cowboys, Oklahoma State, the U fame on Fox. Of all the players, my number one pick would be Justin Herbert. He's that biggest star. Over Mahomes? Over Mahomes. Mm. Oh, my God. Now, now the other thing. That made me want to put my TV through the wall. Here's some some numbers for you, Julio. Let's just go by the numbers. Justin Herbert this year, 207 pass attempts. It's more than Mahomes. Mahomes, again, fewer possessions, only 195 pass attempts. Patrick Mahomes' completion percentage, 69.2. Let's go to everybody's All-American, Justin Herbert, 67.2. Two points behind Mahomes. Touchdowns and interceptions. He's got 13 touchdowns, three picks. Mahomes, 16 touchdowns, which leads the NFL. Six picks. And again, a couple of those really debatable, correct? Quarterback correct. ratings. Patrick Mahomes, 106.1. Justin Herbert, 104.7. Wait a minute, I thought Justin Herbert was better. Again, had the Chiefs beat the Chargers, not turned the ball over so many times. Herbert is not ahead of Mahomes in the mind of many. Again, he's not anything yet. He will. He might do something. He very well might do something. So right now, you have all these stats basically favoring Mahomes. How about rushing yards? Justin Herbert, 19 carries, 60 yards. Patrick Mahomes, a nice, cool 23 for 153, a 6.7-yard average. Well, Justin Herbert averaging 3.2, half of the total Mahomes. Mahomes just throwing all around better quarterback. Plus, you can add league MVP. You can add Super Bowl MVP. And he's only 26 years old. I mean, these arguments, it's kind of like, let's find something hot. Let's find something hot to say, and Jimmy Johnson did. Like, of all the people with the hot takes, I did not expect it coming from a coach. Again, we forget. Justin Herbert's going to come back to size here real quick because that defense is so bad. If people aren't talking about it yet, but they will be. 
That run defense of the Chargers is atrocious. It's going to get taken advantage of. The Chiefs ran for 168 yards on them. The Browns ran for 230 on them last week. Dead last in the NFL. Then there was Dan Patrick with some common sense. Now it feels like the door's open, and you can't be criticized if you say, hey, I'd take Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes because Jimmy Johnson said it. But this is the new to- this is a hot topic right now. But let me let me if I put this to an analyst and I said, all right, you can have and look, I love Justin Herbert. You know I love the Chargers. You know they hurt me, they break my heart every year. But if you said you want Justin Herbert now or Patrick Mahomes, and you're gonna sign him up for seven years, then you truly believe that you're gonna take Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes. Are you taking him because the Chargers are playing well as a team and the Chiefs are not? Of course. The three losses for the Chiefs, the teams are combined 12-3. and three. No other team can say that. And two of those games, the Chiefs just flat out blew it with turnovers. They did. But I, I gave you the numbers. Patrick Mahomes is better than Justin Herbert in like every category. Better than Justin Herbert. Again, that defense is going to come back to bite him. It was, it was kind of nice to hear even guys like Peter Schrager. You know, Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football. I think Burleson was on there. Uh, they've had a rotating cast, Angelo Hall, the um, Washington football team analyst and former players, been in there with them. Kyle Brandt's been in here. But even Peter Schrager calls out the Chargers. This is the first guy to actually have heard call out the Chargers for what they really are. It, they've been outstanding, and I have no doubt that they're going to be ready to play, even though it's on the East Coast, mm-hmm. even though it's in Baltimore, even though it's going to be a frenzied crowd coming off that Monday night game. I like Baltimore, and I like it because of what Taylor Bashotti was saying in her update there. They, the Ravens run the ball really well, and the, the Chargers, for as much as we want to talk about Herbert, they can't stop the run. Mm-hmm. And I know we said, Joey Bosa said, okay, we know we got the historically bad run defense right now. One of the worst in the entire league. Take a look at what the Cowboys and the Browns, who had good running offenses, did against them. They ran it right down their throats for 198 yards in their building in that Week 2 win. And then last week, the Browns in what was a loss, but the Browns put up 42 points, and Hunt and Chubb just completely ate and did whatever they wanted and had more than 200 yards on the ground on this Chargers rush defense. So now you insert the Ravens, well, yeah, they didn't have it all going on last week against the Colts. They had an off night, but the Ravens. They're talking about the big game. Obviously, the Ravens in charge. Someone's taking an L. That's the good news about this. Somebody's got to lose that game. It's good for us. Yeah. I think the Ravens beat the Chargers this weekend. I hope. I think so. And I They've hope been so. living dangerously. Yeah. I mean, if you. <laughs> there was a lot of Baltimore fans just melting down against the Colts, right? And then what happened? The Ravens win. So it was like mass deletes going on with hot takes. Because yep. we want things now and we want things. We're prisoners of the moment. It's just like you, know, you can even look at the Chiefs and with Sorensen, you know, and some of the comments by Spags, even though he's not said Sorensen starting this week. But again, it's not about plays you've done in the past. That stuff matters. They got a ring. Those were important. But it should be and only should be what have you done lately in the NFL? Because the NFL is not about sympathy. It's about what are you doing right now. And honestly, that's the way people are judging with these hot takes. Again, these next three games, they got to win. They're better football teams than teams they're playing. They need to win these three games. Quiet everything down. Because if they do, the noise will start coming back. It'll start to be reeled in all these extremely hot takes we're hearing. 
everyone will fall back. To, the Chargers will fall back to the, the pack, right? We will find a median as the season progresses. There's, there's no need for Chiefs fans to, to be so upset. We can be a little upset. I mean, things have not gone well. People Let, are just be very upset. But there's a long season. There's a lot of season left. We will, we will bring it back. To, calm down, people. But don't get mad Simmer at the down. one part that is really good. And you're yes. seeing greatness. It's not you, all negative. You've got the toughest position in the NFL to try to fill. Again, Washington's probably got a pretty good roster, to be honest. It really does, except for a quarterback. I mean, there's certain teams that you, know, you look at them and say, this is a good team, but they're missing a quarterback. Well, and injuries. Yeah, and injuries. You look at the Seahawks, what are they going to do with Geno? I mean, yeah, he had a good oof, game, but oof. if you're playing for Geno, what are you really going to do against him? Anyway, more Chiefs talk with Rocky Magana. He's uh, with ArrowheadPride.com. We'll talk to him next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Again, when I compared Mahomes and Herbert and said how Mahomes is literally better than him in every category, quarterback rating, completion percentage, all that, he's also fumbled more than Mahomes this year. Text line likes Lamar Jackson. Again, I love the way Lamar plays. There's no, there's no question crazy. about it. But if you're putting, you say put a team around him, how about that Ravens defense and that Ravens running game? The best running game in the history of the National Football League two years ago. So you're having the best running game and that defense behind you? Those are both two things better than what Mahomes has had. Again, they're starting to put their wide receivers around him. Tough to beat. That game he had last week was epic. 86% completion. No taking that away. But I'll say this. Where were you when he fumbled twice against the Raiders? Where were you when Lamar Jackson, best player on the field, got the ball in his hands, coughed up the game in overtime? They lose to the Raiders. And the Raiders start feeling good because they're undefeated. He fumbles all the time because he carries it all the time. Time to be joined now, though. Let's go to arrowheadpride.com's very own Rocky Magana talking Kansas City Chiefs. Rocky, saw your column this week. You're doing columns now for Arrowhead Pride. You've always done fantastic work with them, but congratulations, man. Hey, thank you so much, Jay, and thanks for having me on the show tonight. Hey, I love it. You had a nice piece on Derek Nottie out there for the Kansas City Chiefs. One of the themes I've been talking about, though, Rocky, is uh, – is the sky is falling? Just the hot takes we're hearing, like Jimmy Johnson. I would take Herbert over Mahomes. Well, it's because that team's winning, but that that the run defense. People don't realize how bad that really is. The Chargers are the team that's given up 500 yards in one game this year. The Chiefs haven't, but yet people still gloss. People are always looking for the hot take and the best thing. I will remind you, Mahomes is 26 years old, but this stuff is driving me crazy, Rocky. Well, I mean, I think it all comes down to the fact that. Chiefs fans have been spoiled the last few years as well. You know, you've had an offense that's been able to make up for the defense's, you know, shortcomings. And, you know, we had a lot of balls bounce our way last year, and we played a lot of games closer than we should have, and we came out on top of those. And now this year, the ball's just not bouncing our way. This guy's not falling. It's just that the balls aren't bouncing our way, and those hands, those, those passes that are going off of Tyreek Hill's hands are landing in the defensive back's hands instead of falling to the ground like they did last year. Yeah, no question about it. Rocky, you had a piece on Derek Nottie today, which is, you know, kind of a kind of an area for the Chiefs defense that's been the concern. Obviously, this defense, there's there's no good words, no good adjective you could put with this Chiefs defense. They've been that bad, and yet they've been in games at the end uh, to still win them despite this bad uh, defense. And you, you had this quote, at the end of the day, we've got to do our job, and we've got to do it well. And do you believe that this defense at some point can – 
just maybe just get a little bit better, go from 32 to, let's say, 22? Because that can't happen. We've seen the Ravens, you know, it started off so bad. They were the worst defense in the NFL when the Chiefs played them. Then they've moved up. Well, I think with things like defensive ratings, you always kind of come back to the mean, you come back to the middle as the year goes on. There's too much talent on this team for them to continue playing as badly as they are. There's definitely some glaring holes and some changes that need to be made. Um, and hopefully Willie Gay Jr. Willie Gay coming back is not going to fix everything, but him come, he's going to add some athleticism to that side of the ball that we've been missing. Um, I think I think that a lot of our problems are just you know mental errors and lining up in the wrong position. Like they're lining up out of position. Ty, I mean Tyron Matthew has mentioned it. I think in three different press conferences now that they're making mental errors and people are lining up in the wrong position on the field. If we can just line up where we're supposed to line up then we're going to give up less big play. Like, yeah, there's, there's, been, there's been, what, two or three touchdowns that Sorensen's give up, given up that I can think of offhand where he was just out of position. If he can just line up where he's supposed to be, then, you know, those, those touchdowns don't happen. You know, Rocky, there's been several things. Obviously, you know, you look at that Dawson Knox touchdown on Sorensen. Twice he was burned badly for touchdowns last week. But, you know, he was even beating the running game at times. Like Josh Allen scrambles. That's where the safety becomes that last line of defense. And, you know, in plays where he broke off the receiver, he shouldn't have because it didn't matter at that point because Josh Allen was already past the line of scrimmage. Like, he's got to break to the quarterback in those situations, and he didn't. And that part's frustrating as well. It kind of goes underseen. But go back and watch that film and look at where he was. And, again, that's not that's not Spagnola and scheme. That's players. No, it's 100% players. And – I think a person on the defense has kind of gotten a pass so far this year that really does not deserve one is Anthony Hitchens. A lot was made in the offseason of him slimming down and becoming more athletic, and he doesn't look any faster out on the field. And if you look at it, actually, uh, PFF has him rated as the 85th best run defensive linebacker out of 86 qualifying linebackers. His grade is a 30.5 on the season so far. He is the second-worst run-defense linebacker by PFS scores. Mm. So when you, you look at these things, and I know there was the talk of the Marlon Mack, but, again, they'd be giving up draft capital. Like, all draft capital's got to be – you know, here's the thing, Rocky. I really want them to get an X receiver, you know, sitting there at the end of the draft. Like, there's going to be good, talented, and they can do it in the second round as well. You don't have to be a first-round receiver. But I was looking forward to receivers, you know, to talk about and mock drafts and everything else, but – Man, this is going to have to be a defensive-loaded draft. I mean, they're going to have to redo this, like like flip this house type stuff against this de- with this defense this year. Well, yeah, and I think, I mean, if you just even look at the contracts that are coming up, um, you know, Hitchens, you know, after this year, he's, he's most likely going to be gone. Clark's contract is prohibitive, and he's going to be gone after this year. We don't know what's going on with Tyron Matthew. That's, that's a leader at each one of the levels of defense right there that are going to have to be replaced. And then you just talk about the players that just aren't playing good enough, like Sorensen. You know, there's you, you're probably looking at yet yeah, maybe five, five or six defensive starters that need to be replaced. You know, at this rate, and you know, I think that there's pressure on the defense. Like they're playing for their jobs now. I would, and I think that should be known inside of the Chiefs, inside of Arrowhead Stadium, that you know the rest of this season is your audition to keep your position because right now you're not performing at a high enough level. I love this team. I love Kansas City. I bleed and die Chiefs. But because of that, you also have to be honest. And you can't be too big of a homer, and you got to be able to look at this team and say, right now, the product on the field is not good enough. It's not. And, Rocky, one of the things 
I was talking about this week is, and it's tough because, you know, Vegas has the Chiefs, the second-best favorite in the AFC. And then you think about, you know, how this team's problems are. But then you look at other teams and the problems they have, like the Ravens and the injuries and squeaking by games and kicking NFL record field goals to beat the Lions. To have four and one records is the teams that have beat the Chiefs. And then you look at the Chargers and that run defense. Like, everybody's got problems except for the Bills. Like, definitively, yep. do you feel the Chiefs, you know, kind of fit right behind the Bills as those contending teams? Because it's really hard for me to say one of these other teams is better, considering they all have deficiencies. I think that right now, clearing away, the Bills are the favorite. And they have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. No question. Um, I Unfortunately, I don't think there's any way the Chiefs catch the number one seed in the AFC this year. No. If they're going to make it, if they're going to make it. They're going to have to do it the hard way. And they've spotted the Chargers too many games so far. It's going to be tough to overtake the AFC West. Even it's still possible, but the Chargers play just as easy of a schedule the rest of the way as we do. So the Chargers are going to have to slip a couple times, and we're going to have to beat a couple good teams. Um, I think that though, after after the Bills, the Chiefs are right in that pack of other teams because, like you said, the Ravens. The Ravens play everybody close. The Ravens have, haven't blown out a single team except for the Washington football team who we play tomorrow. Otherwise, it comes down to the wire with every single Ravens game. You know, So I can't really put them that far ahead of us. Rocky, what are you, what are you expecting this weekend? You know, I always bet on the quarterback, You know, and it's, and it's burned me a couple times this year so far with sure. the Chiefs, but the, the gulf between Taylor Heineke and Mahomes is just too much. And then you look at the fact that Washington – uh, every single one of their wide receivers on the roster is basically banged up, and Antonio Gibson is still questionable. Um, and their defense just is not is not performing um, up to expectation. I think the the one area where we could really have some problems is if you look at Jonathan Allen on the defensive line for Washington. He is he is one of the best pass rushing defensive tackles in the NFL, and he's lining up right over where Sunni is. And so if Stooney plays with that broken hand, that could be problems. I'd be looking to see Creed Humphrey coming over and help him out with a double team for most, for most of the day, you know. But uh, Washington's defense is vulnerable on the right side. So I'd run it to the yeah. right side, and, I would, and I would, I'd scheme up passing plays to the right side because really this is the right side of their defense, and it's definitely weaker than the left side. That's Rocky Magana. If you check him out, arrowheadpride.com does fantastic work. It's fun. Haven't had Rocky on yet. Did the night. Loved it. Rocky, we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on, Being Have All right. Day. Take care, Rocky. Be careful. All right, so there's Rocky talking about the game there. Enjoyed that conversation. What about Josh Gordon? There was a lot of talk. Josh Gordon actually spoke to the media today, and you would never believe who's showing him around town. I'll tell you about it. It's, it's, it's funny. It's great. I'm glad the Chiefs are doing it. I'll tell you who is showing Josh Gordon around town. You won't believe it next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It's been it's been a, a rapid, uh, rapid, I guess, acceptance to, to Kansas City, and it's been it's been a uh, well received by me. I love it, and uh, it's a it's a great restaurant. <laughs> it's a great restaurant. Good food there, but no. Uh, it's just on the streets. He's a great guy. You know, he's showing me the ropes a little bit as far as the community goes. And more places to, you know, to to, uh, to try to check off the list when I get the time. But it's, it's been amazing to have that type of support. Uh, my first week here, you know, and enjoy the camaraderie of the city and the community. And, uh, you know, I, I look to get behind them just as much 
as, as, as they uh, do me. There's Josh Gordon talking about Stone Street, Eric Stone Street. Uh, Josh Gordon had a picture at Grozo's. That's right? awesome. Yeah, Stone Street showed him around, you know, off the field, you know. Chiefs, obviously, Stone Street, um, you know, good friends with the Chiefs. And How the heck did that happen? Though? Owns a small percentage of the Royals. He liked Mahomes. He was part of that. The, the, the initial group that invested in the Royals, but uh, he's showing Josh around. You know, I guess he's got the time to do it. So that's but good. how did he become the, the ambassador? That's I don't a, know. That's a, I know, but that's good though. That that is, that is good, good for the Chiefs to do Awkward that couple, with Gordon because I think we're all pulling for Josh Gordon. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, he, well, at least I yes. am. I think all of Kansas City is because I think most of Kansas City wants a second receiver. Well, here's the thing. And this is the argument I heard when the Chiefs signed Josh Gordon. I've been a big fan of it. There is no argument. It's perfect X-size receiver. But here's the thing. People said if Bilicek and Carroll couldn't handle him, what makes you think the Chiefs can? That was the argument, right? What do you mean couldn't handle him? Well, but that, that was the argument see. because he, he would get in trouble again, right? Well, with the Patriots in 2018, he played 11 games before he was suspended. Then he got a ring. They threw a second-round tender on him. That's how bad they wanted him to come back once the suspension was over, right? That's Belichick. Instead of just waving goodbye, he threw a tender on him. Yeah. The Seahawks were in on him again. That's where he played last year. People say, oh, Pete Carroll. Like, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll wanted Josh Gordon back. Like, they were one of the teams vying for him before the Chiefs come storming back at the end. Um, Josh Gordon's very own words. Uh, me and my my group of reps, we're getting word of it. Uh, uh, I think before the announcement became official, official. But, uh, you know, there was a few teams. Seattle obviously was still there. And, um, you know, Kansas City, you know, uh, came in, I think, at the last minute. And it was something that, you know, I think I've been eyeing and wanted, wanted to, you know, if given an opportunity, I would love to be here. And uh, there were several other teams, though. Um, I think that this was just the main one that, that made the most sense. So Seattle, despite what you've heard, you know, they wanted him back, right? Come on back. Because he was there, remember? He was going to go on the active roster. The NFL suspended him again. They wanted him back. You know, there were several teams interested. It's funny when you hear that, well, about Belichick and Brady, and it couldn't work there, couldn't work with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Well, then why did Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson want him back, right? If it didn't work, well, well why, why are they trying? You, well, you know why, why is John right? Schneider, one of the best GMs of football, want him back? He's, he's still an elite talent, even at his age. He doesn't have very much. <laughs> he does not have words been, here. Exactly. The fact that he's been suspended so much is actually kind of a good thing for us. He uh, he was asked uh, today. He meant to be, as I said today, Josh Gordon. Uh, why Kansas City? Well, Kansas City for an offensive player right now, obviously, and uh, the offensive climate that we got in the NFL is, is a dream destination. You know, it was a it was an easy uh, easy decision to make. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I knew nothing about the city. You know, I just knew that there was a good group of guys here. Uh, the environment, I heard nothing but great things, the camaraderie. Family-like environment. And when I got here, I knew immediately this place that could, uh, you know, look out for me, take care of me, and uh, I could reciprocate that back and just come in and do my job, you know, and make it easy on myself. I mean, he he soared through Julio. He came in here. There wasn't much learning time because he was with Brad Childress. Again, that was a while ago, 2012. You know, he's with Brad Childress. Same terminology, but then he said because he, you know, he rose up, got nine plays. Plans to use him more. We'll hear from Andy Reid about him in just a second. But what's been the biggest challenge of the playbook so far for you, Josh? Um, I probably just to some nuance of terminology, um, different different words you use here and there. But I'm, I'm familiar with the op- offense. 
going back to my days in Cleveland with uh, Coach Childress was the OC, I think, then, and Pat Sherman was the head coach. So they knew uh, Coach Reed from, from Philly, and a lot of it's the, the exact same. So uh, fortunately, it didn't, it didn't take me too long to understand the concepts. Good old Chili. Good old Chili. But here was Andy Reid when asked about Josh Gordon usage plans. Giddy got nine snaps last week. I think they intended to use him more. You saw him get that catch. And the one thing about Josh Gordon that I really like, I mean, how could you not like 6'3", 238? Because they don't have that. Like, they've got – they were fine before. This offense was fine before. It just gives you that little something extra they didn't have. And if teams are going to try to take away Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, that gives you – and Josh Gordon can play. Again, 6'3", 238. They missed that in the X because that's what Sammy Watkins was, a tough guy. And we've already seen Gordon start to mix it up, too, in the limited amount of plays. He doesn't mind sticking his hat in there. He doesn't mind blocking you. He's bigger than you. As far as defensive backs, he's bigger than those guys. And he doesn't mind scrapping it up with them either. You know, he doesn't play prima donna level. He goes in to hit you. He's exactly what the Chiefs didn't have. He is. Again, they didn't need him, but it's nice to have him. Luxury. Luxury item. I compared it to a Sunday with whipped cream and cherries on top. It's still good. I was got to have that cherry, though. You bring me to Sunday, I'll eat it. You throw the whipped creams and cherry on that's cherry on top, right? It's perfect. Here's Andy Reid on Josh Gordon uh, usage plans. Last two go Matt and then Nate. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, you had mentioned uh, earlier in the week about Josh that, you know, you, you envisioned maybe getting him a little bit more playing time last week. Um, just more, more practice time. Does that, yeah, there's a chance, you know, I mentioned he had nine snaps and we, then we went into the hurry up stuff, but, um, we still have, you know, a few plays on the game plan sheet from last week. Uh, he, he would have gotten right around there, probably 20, 20 snaps or so. Um, especially when we we're in the throw situation. So, um, I would anticipate, um, him getting, the, he's got a couple more plays in the game plan. So. Uh, I think he'll probably get a few more snaps in that. Crank it up. They're they're eager to use Josh Gordon <laughs> again. Because you start looking at these receivers like Traylon Burks down in Arkansas, you know, he's 6'3", 225. You start looking, but he was gonna he's gonna be probably drafted 15 to 20th. And I, I hope the Chiefs aren't drafting in that area because they, they need to go defense. I mean, that's clearly where we're at now. 20, 20 snaps though? I mean so, so that it's tells better. you how much Andy Reid really likes Josh Gordon, right? Because how many veterans have we brought in yeah. that have been high caliber, and it takes weeks to get them in in the fold. Again, it's tough that to look offense. at guys like Le'Veon Bell, and, right? And, and and other guys the Chiefs have brought in, you know, through the years, you know, brought in. You think, oh, big name like Darrell yep. Rivas, you bring in these names, you know, what can they do? Uh, Spiller, you know, you look at these guys, what can they do with the Kansas City Chiefs, and yet. Here's a guy. They're bringing him in almost immediately, They bring right? him in, and eventually something's going to hit. You know, something. Eventually something's going to hit. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it's Josh Gordon. Hopefully it's Josh Gordon uh, for the long term uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs because he's just that missing piece. Big-bodied receiver. They got the speed guys, and Josh Gordon's fast himself. Don't you know? He says he's still got it. They say he's still got it. He wouldn't be on the Kansas City Chiefs if he didn't still have it. Trust me. They wouldn't have him out there. But they wanted that big-body receiver. I mean, you look back to, you know, look at the tea leaves. The Chiefs tried hard at Juju Smith-Schuster. They valued that bigger wide receiver to kind of put in the mix, try to compete, complete the puzzle uh, for the Chiefs' offense. Again, not a piece they have to have because this offense has been great without Josh Gordon, but it gives you that extra stability and something they didn't have on offense that I really like. 
Coming up next, I started a segment last week, Arthur DeCesar. He's the supervisor of the sports book at Westgate. And we'll go over the college lines this weekend and pro lines. We'll do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.